And hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Kimboology. This is episode six, episode six, episode Nung Song Si Ha Hok Hok. That is six in Thai. So, yeah, I don't know why I keep throwing in these little like Thai lessons for you guys. Um, yeah, but you know, that's just something that. I need to also practice, so that's kind of why maybe I'm doing it. I don't know. Um, so yeah, welcome, 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 everyone, um, to another exciting episode. Uh, this is so much fun, guys. I'm really enjoying this. So I really appreciate whoever is listening out there in the world. Um, this is just something that has been really, really fun, and I'm, it's nice to have a platform to share my thoughts. And again, I just want to shout out to y'all listeners. Shout out to y'all. So... Yeah, so today's going to be another exciting episode. It is a solo episode today. So it's just solo dolo kimbo. Um, but I have lots and lots of cool and good and juicy stuff to talk about. Um, mostly sex. Um, not really. Um, we're going to focus on tantra later. Um, and that's going to be nice and juicy. But before we do that, let's take care of business. Um, let's go ahead and do our weekly segments that we always do every week. And I have some good stuff for you guys this week. Um, let's start with sexy sustainability. So sexy sustainability this week, I wanted to give you guys a really good tip that I recently kind of, um, fell into, uh, we have been, we bought a couple air purifiers for our house um, just because, you know, I got a cat this quarantine and I'm allergic to cats, believe it or not. Um, but they're so fucking cute. Like, I can't. Like, Georgie was just a little kitten. I needed a home and I just had to give little Georgie a home. So I was going to suck up the allergies and just deal with it because I love that cat so much. Um, and he's the best. Like, he's the best decision we've ever made. So, um, yeah, so during quarantine, we wanted to kind of like make it nice and pure in here. So we got air purifiers for the house. And it turns out that ComEd is actually giving rebates for certain products that you buy for your home that help with energy saving, um, you know, obviously with sustainability. Um, so you can actually go to www.comedrebates.com. I will leave this in the show notes. Um, and it's really cool because there's a whole list of items that you can that are on this rebate list. Um, and then the, you have up until there's a deadline, uh, for the rebate submission is until December 31st, 2020. So you have a few more months before the rebates end. So, and there's a whole line of list of items that are on there, appliances, um, mostly they're energy star, uh, certified appliances. Um, but there's a refrigerator on there, air purifiers, uh, washers, uh, dehumidifiers, electric clothes dryers, Freezer, uh, smart thermostats are on there. So, yeah, there's even some, like, other random stuff, like pool pumps and shit. I don't know. Look through that. But if I were you guys, and if you have bought any of these products, like, like they tell you the debt, like, the timing and everything like that on the website, um, definitely, definitely, definitely sign up. Um, I think the, I'm pretty sure the rebate for the air purifiers was, like, 50 bucks. So yeah, if you paid for it full price and you just go on the website and just apply for those rebates, you can get some money back for saving, you know, having those energy efficient appliances in your home. So, and so yeah, I learned that and I totally told all my friends about it 
because I know they had some of those items in their homes because, yeah, it's a good, it's fucking awesome, you know, could save money um, and help, you know, be more energy efficient. So, yeah. So just a little tidbit for you guys. Again, I will leave the link in the show notes if you wanted to kind of find out what that was again. And yeah, that's a little sexy sustainability for you guys. So hopefully that helps. You know, we all need a little extra coinage nowadays. So everything and anything helps. All right. So yeah, let's move it right along to the recycling of the news. I really just kind of wanted to shout out the Emmys this year. Shout out to the Emmys. Um, It was super, super awesome because there was a lot of black winners this time. Usually we get snubbed all the time during the Emmys. So it was really nice to get a little love in that category. Um, and I'm just going to shout out a few people. So as, uh, according to essence.com, uh, this is where my source is coming from. There was 24 winners that were black that won during the enemies. So some of the names are like Maya Rudolph. She won for SNL in her, um, her comedy portraying, um, Kamala Harris, excuse me, Kamala Harris. Let me put some respect on her name. Um, and so yeah, Eddie Murphy won, um, for SNL as well. Um, and it was like 40 years for him, like not winning an Emmy. So that was pretty iconic, you know, so that's pretty dope. Um, Victoria Thomas, she was on, she won for Watchmen. Um, we got, uh, let's see, Dave Chappelle won. And then he kind of went on this whole rant, like, fuck you guys or something like that. I don't know. It was like some big thing. Like he like, after he won this Emmy, he told him to go fuck himself or some shit like that. Alleged. I don't know. He's the best. I love Dave Chappelle. He's like, fuck what you guys, you know, want me to do. I'm gonna do what I want. So love him. RuPaul won um, for RuPaul's Drag Race, which, you know, I know RuPaul's been doing for ages now. So um, good for she. Uh, Stan Lathan for Sticks and Stones. That's on Netflix. Um, let's see. Oh, my God. This is us. The actor that for, uh, that played William. Um, his name is Ron Cephas Jones. Uh, he was phenomenal. I cr- <laughs> Why does This Is Us makes me cry so much? Like I I started. It's a phenomenal show. OK, guys, it's phenomenal. It's a great show. It's just hella, hella emotional. Like, sometimes a girl just does not want to fucking cry so much, you know? Like, it just fucking rips at your soul. Like, this is us, you know? I'm really behind on it because I just can't. I just couldn't cry no more. <laughs> I was like, ugh. But it's really good. Really good storyline. So I'm so happy he won that. Um, let's see who else won. Mm-hmm. Oh, Michael Jordan's Last Dance won. Uh, for outstanding outstanding documentary, which was phenomenal, I watched that when it was on live. When we watched it every week, it was a whole thing in our house, and super good too. Like if you were young enough to under like to grow up during that time of the Bulls, oh my God, it was just like a time. It was like a time to be alive, you know. Like they were literally the celebs of that time. It was amazing, and then obviously Chicago. Hey, you know we get we get that love. You know, it's just. It was such a good feeling to have. Like basketball wasn't. It's just not what it used to be when it came. You know, during that time. So that was a really nice, um, kind of like blast from the past. So that was definitely worth it. Um, let's see, what else won? Um, oh, Jasmine Cephas Jones. This was big because that is um, the star William from This Is Us's daughter, and they both won. So it was kind of it was like a cute moment. Like his daughter won, and then him won, he won. So that was really cute. Um, my Rudolph won again. Oh, for Big Mouth. Oh, okay. Yeah, Big Mouth is that cartoon on Netflix. It's like a dirty cartoon animated series. It's funny. Like I I 
watched a couple episodes. I haven't gotten like fully, you know, in the world of it, but it's funny, you know, if you guys want to watch that. Big Mouth. Um, let's see. Oh, other Regina King, shout out to her for Watchmen. That was a good one and done um se- series or whatever cuz that's like it was like on for one. It was a limited series that it says um yeah, that was good. That was cool. Um Cord Jefferson for Watchmen. Oh, I fucking love her. Now I always fuck her name up because it's just it's just one of those names. It's Uzo Aduba. Uzo Aduba. I really hope I said U Z O A D U B A. Yeah, she was also on um what is that? Um Orange is the New Black. Uh yeah, she's fucking hilarious. Um but she won for her role in Mrs. America. That's on Hulu slash FX. Um, oh, this. Oh, the motherfucker for, from Watchmen. Yeah, he played um, Mr. Fantastic. Fuck. It's the blue dude. The fucking main dude. Um, his name is another one that I will not, I will not even go on to attempt to say that name because I don't want to look stupid. But it's spelled Y-A-H-Y-A-H-Y-A. A D B U L and then M A T E M A T E E N the second. So yeah, um, phenomenal. He's also like sickening to look at. He's hot as fuck. So yeah, he's very very. He was really really good in that role. So yeah, duly duly noted and definitely worth it. Oh, Watchmen itself won. So that's awesome. Um, oh, Zendaya or Zendaya. I keep saying. I don't know why I say it like that. Zendaya, bless her fucking heart. Love that little bitch. Love her, love her, love her to death. She won her first Emmy for Best Actress in a Drama for Euphoria. That show is awesome as well. Totally. If you haven't watched Euphoria on HBO, it will fucking... Listen, these kids are out here wildin', okay? Wildin'. Like, it's crazy. Definitely watch it, though. So, so good. And then Tyler Perry won, too. Um, And, you know, he has recently become a billionaire, so shout out to him. Yeah. Tyler Perry, what's up? How you doing? Put me on one of your shows. Hello. Um, <laughs> you know, shameless plug. Um, yeah, so that was it. That was There was a few more names. You know, it, the whole list is on Essence.com. Again, 23 um, black um, Emmy winners. So, yeah, that was really, really great. Just wanted to shout that out a little bit because that makes me smile. That makes me happy because, again, we usually always get snubbed. So shout out to them. All right. Let's move it right along. But before we do that, let's go ahead and take a quick break and we will be right back. And we we will be right back after after these these detailed messages. We are back. Hello, everyone. So this is uh, what I really wanted to talk to you guys about. And that was about tantric sex. Ooh. So. I wanted to talk more about Tantra itself and just kind of like give you guys a little insight on my experience with Tantra Um, because it isn't just about sex. I will tell you that. Um, So I actually had my own experience with Tantra um, and I wanted to kind of share my perspective and then I kind of wanted to share other um, just some documentaries I've, I've seen and like come across on Netflix and talk a little bit about that. But I think you know, with my experience, um, I had a really great experience practicing Tantra for what I did. Um, so when I did find Tantra, I was living in Australia at the time. 
And yeah, I basically just kind of fell into this um, kind of community. It's a community. Um, and it was called Tantra is Love. And it was ran, it was run by this woman named, uh, her name was Emma Power. Super, super uh, beautiful soul. She just was like one of those women that you just kind of like, she just gravitated to, you know, like you just wanted to hear what she had to say. She had a very calming voice. All of our like, you know, workshops and meditations, like you just, her voice was like, per like if you guys ever did the, did download the Inside Timer app, like she, she could be the, one of those like guided meditation people. Like I would pay her to just do a guided meditation for me because her voice was perfect for that. Um, so yeah, it was good. It was such a beautiful experience. So basically I forgot exactly how I came across it. Um, I was living in Australia and I was just like, you know, being a hippie, fucking living off the land. I like, like when I moved there, I totally moved there on a whim. Like I didn't have a job. I didn't have any place to stay. I just kind of like got up and like left. So, and just put my, <laughs> put my will into like God's hands. I was like, God, you got me. Okay. University got me. Okay, cool. And it all worked out. It, it was the, one of the, it was the best experience of my life, honestly. But, um, when I was living there, kind of started to go, I started to fall into this community. So basically I took like a free, uh, Friday workshop and it was just like an introductory workshop on like what Tantra was and, um, you know, the practices and things like that. So if you guys are kind of like, what the fuck is Tantra, right? Um, Tantra isn't really like not everyone, like basically people like there's a whole community of, you know, now it's becoming more exploitative or whatever. It's like not like some people aren't doing it all the, like in the right, you know, everyone, some people, when you hear Tantra, they're like, oh, it's sex, 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 sex. It's not just about that. So you will hear a lot of West in the Westerners, like the people that have kind of abducted and like appropriated this culture, the, um, have just kind of made it be about that. And it's not, it's really not. Um, you know, this practice started in India in, you know, in like literally like 500 AD and like, it was basically started off. And this is like, this is information that I got from the, um, the, Netflix documentary called Unwell. If you guys haven't seen that, that's really interesting. They have kind of like different segments, topics that they go over, and Tantra is one of them. Um, and so basically, they the you know they stated in the beginning was like it was Tantra was like this practice of like a d demonic sexual magic. I was like, yo, yo, uh, <laughs> something about like you drink the woman's cum so you can become like a god. I was like, yo, like what the fuck? Like I did not learn that. Like that's not what I was learning. So like I was like, uh, what skirt? Um, and then, but basically that was like, that's like how it got started. But then like different offshoots of like this practice kind of like shooting off and doing other, you know, other things. It's kind of like yoga, you know, like yoga isn't really like, there's so many like offshoots, you know, there's like, I know you've probably heard of vinyasa and like Kundalini yoga and there's, you know, uh, hot yoga. Like there's all sorts of like different types now. It's like, you know, Tantra is kind of like becoming like little offshoots too. Um, but basically what is it? Tantra is basically a practical practice, right? For living in a spiritual way and living more of a conscious way. That's the way I learned it. Okay. Um, basically kind of like living your life every day to day, being more conscious of what's going on in front of you. Right. So literally like taking your head out of your fucking phone, which I know we are all guilty of taking your head out of your computer, you know, out of your fucking you know, your man's ass, your woman's ass, like everything, taking it out of there and just being very like, like in the moment, right. With what's going on around with you, what going on around you. Right. 
So like some of the things that I really took from doing this uh, for the practicing of Tantra was like, basically like what one thing that they showed me was like when we were on the tram, the tram is like the train in Australia. Like it was like when you're in the tram, like they were like, when you're on the tram, like just take yourselves out of your phone and just look at the people in front of you and just really look at them. Like look into their soul. Like, like I know it sounds super, super hippie, but like, Literally, if you do ever, and I mean now with COVID days, maybe not, but if you're ever on the train or the bus, like people don't interact with one another and they don't look at each other, you know, like everyone's on their phone, their heads are down and they're disconnected from one another, right? People are very much disconnected from one another. So basically what I just learned was like Tantra is just like a way of living in the moment, being super connected with the people around you, with the universe, with the planet, right? It's just this conscious way of living. And it's like, it's a practice that you have to practice every single day. So it's because it's difficult. You know, we live in a world in an age of, you know, Twitters and, you know, Instagrams and Facebooks. It's like, it's hard to disconnect yourself from that. You know, it's, it's, it's really difficult. And people nowadays, you know, I, I mean, back when I was single, you know, I, this is what I, you know, I'm not, I haven't been single for, for a few years now, but like, it's gotta be just so tough right now in the single day, in the singledom world, because it's like, people don't want to connect. They, they don't want to be vulnerable, right? Cause being vulnerable means ultimately people think that it's being weak, right? If you're being vulnerable with somebody, you're being weak. Like you're showing them your weaknesses, you know, it's just, and that's not what it is, you know? So I really loved the, this practice. I went to the workshop. It was a free workshop and got to know the people there, got to learn more about Emma and, like, her, you know, her practice and, like, how she kind of came about this. And I, it's just some wild, wild shit, but it was really good because she was, like, she basically would tell us stories, right? So she was, like, this woman that, you know, and this is just, like, the things that she told us, you know, like, she could probably, if she listens to this, she'd be like, girl, that wasn't it, but girl, at me then, come at me, you know, whatever, let me know. But, you know, so basically she was, like, the way that it sold me was that she was, like, yeah, so, like, I went my whole entire life with, like, no orgasms, like, I've never orgasmed in my life, and then I started doing, you know, tantra, whatever, and then she basically met this, like, tantric, like, guru that helped her kind of, like, you know, find this world or whatever. And then from there, she said that like, you know, she would practice with them. And, you know, for her, it was all consensual. Like we'll talk more about later on with this documentary, some bullshit, but um, some, some, some wild shit. But for her, she was, she said nothing but good things. She said like her and this, she had a tantric partner and he just enlightened the shit out of her. And she said, well, she's like one day he came and he, he made love to me and then he cooked for me. He wrapped me in a blanket and he just held me as he fed, fed me grapes and fed me food from, you know, as I, he wrapped me. I was like, what? So basically this motherfucker like wrapped her like a baby. He like, well, he fucked the shit out of her, wrapped her up like a baby. Then co he cooked this whole fucking schmeal, like a whole meal and then like fed her like after he like fucked the shit out of her. I was like, bitch, what? Like I was like, this sounds amazing. You know, like that sounds lit, you know, like what's up. So I was just kind of like, Oh, okay. Um, but it was funny. Cause I, when she said that, she just said it with such passion. I just kind of was like, bitch, that sounds like so amazing, you know? Um, but again, it's not just about like, it's, it's not just about sex. It's about connection. It's about being vulnerable. It's about being open, you know? 
And there is a lot of like, um, like breath work and yoga and meditation and sex, you know, like that's, I, when it comes to Tantra, this is, again, this is me in my experience with learning, you know, studying it, you know, the year that I was living in Australia. Um, this is my experience. Again, other people might experience other things, but for me, it was nothing but positive. It made me, it, it just made me more enlightened as a person and just by perspective just opened up immensely. Like I just kind of like was just this like open, I don't know, it just, it just opened and aligned my chakras, all that bullshit, you know? If you don't believe in chakras, you know, I'm sorry, but it's a thing, you know? Um, but so yeah, I basically like, we, we learned a lot of breath work in these, um, workshops. We did a lot of yoga practicing, a lots and lots of meditation. And then of course sex, you know, that was a part of it. Um, but it wasn't like the main part, you know, but, um, some experiences. So like, basically for me, I loved the free workshop. I was like, this is amazing. I want to definitely keep going, keep doing this. You know, um, there was like this weekend workshop that I signed up for. Um, and yeah, so basically I signed up for the workshop. I went and I was by myself. Like you could, and I think this was like the way this workshop ran. It was like, you can go as a single person or you can go with as a, like a couple, you know, and the workshop wasn't like you were not obligated to, you know, do anything you were uncomfortable with. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no sex. There was no like inappropriate touching. Like it was all consensual adults in a, in a room, you know, doing hippie shit, you know, <laughs> like, so my experience, and again, this is some super hippie shit, but like, I'm, I live for this shit. So like, I remember like the weekend retreat, you know, I, again, I was a single girl going there, super open mind, just, I was super single at the moment. I just moved my entire life to Australia. I never even considered moving back to the States. Literally. I just was like, I went gung the fuck hole. I was done with America and this bullshit. And I was just like, I'm willing to just, you know, risk it all, you know? So I came there with a super open mind. So like you have, if you're, if you're about this life, you have to be willing and able and open to it. You know, it's not going to hit you the same way if you're still dealing with blockages and baggage and things like that, you know, you have to be open. So I go to this workshop and a couple of the things that we did, like there was, you know, these, you know, practices where you have to kind of like you know, forgot like there, there we did, we're, we did them based off the different chakras. Like there's like the earth, you know, there's like the earth chakra, Maladhara, which is like your earth, which is like your core. And like, they would, you know, for example, like kind of like align that with like an animalistic type of like energy. So we, we would be in there and we would be like screaming and like growling, like, ah, ah, you know, like it would just like, they would just be like, let it out, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to feel, just let it out. You know? So we would, it would just be a whole room full of these fucking hippy dippy motherfuckers, just like just growling and moaning and groaning and shit. And it's like, if you were just like randomly just walking in that room and like not there for the t for the workshop you'd be like what the fuck is going on in here <laughs> but when I tell you like being in that presence like being in that moment was so amazing you know and it just was a place to just be that you know and there was no judgment you know it was just all all the people there were not there to judge you know and you, you we were all there to be enlightened to experience this magical moment with each other you know and so you know, there would be moments like, you know, yeah, like the screaming and then like the, like the moaning and the, they'd be like, okay, now 
just let it out. And you would have to be vocal. Like she, she like the throat chakra, she is like, she also like made that very much like a thing. Like you have to be vocal to kind of like, you know, stimulate this energy. You have to let it out. Like, it's like, if you're silent, you're not working your throat chakra. So we would have to scream or make be vocal, you know? So she's like, cause and, and you know, like it's, it's weird. You know, if you're in there, you're like, ah, ah, you know, like fucking moaning and shit. It's weird. You know, if you're not used to that life. So doing that in that, you know, in that consensual, you know, place, it was really uplifting and really just purifying. Like it just felt fucking good, you know? So, but then, you know, like basically there was like partner workshop, there were partner, um, practices. So like they did, they did end up putting us with people and we rotated. Like I was like, we did this with like everybody, you know? And one huge thing was like, they called it transfiguration. And that was basically where you're staring at your partner in the eye and you're like staring, but you're also kind of meditating as you stare into their eyes. You're getting lost in their eyes, but you're meditating as well. You know, it's like a form of meditation, but your, your eyes are open. You can blink. You don't have to like, you know, do a staring contest, but you just look into the other person's eyes and people would like literally feel the other person's like emotions. You know, like many people cried, many people laughed, many people you know, it was a, a form, it, it built like angry energy in them. Like it just, all sorts of reactions came from this. Right. So I remember like, you know, I would be partnered with like random people and then we would do these exercises, you know? And then there was one guy that ended up being my partner for most of the stuff. Um, and he ended up being really cool. This Aussie guy that lived, he was from Adelaide. And, uh, one of the, one of the practices we had to do was like, we had to lay down and like we did like they did say like, OK, at this time, you know, if you want to take off some clothes, <laughs> we didn't get completely butt naked. Like nobody in that bitch was like butt naked. But like we were in our like brawn panties and shit, you know, it was one of those things. Um, and we just like I remember this one practice. We did like Reiki like we. So if Reiki is basically like energy work, right, where you're like laying there and your hands are going across the person's you're like very close to the person's body, but you're not actually touching so um, we would do like Reiki practices on top, you know, like touch, like not touching, basically like if you can feel the person's energy and like people would be like, yeah, I can feel the person's hand over the parts that they're on, but they're not actually touching, you know? And then we would do like, then we would actually do the touching, like they would be like, you know, physical touch, but all of it was consensual. Like you had to literally physically like, or verbally tell, ask the person, be like, is it okay if I touch you here? Is it okay if I touch you here? You know, like all this shit was like super consensual, you know? And it was really great. Cause like my partner was very respectful. You know, he was this like skinny, like awkward, like white Aussie dude. But like, you know, back then, like uh, he was just I, like, there were not many black Americans, like, you know, that where I was living in Melbourne, you know, in Melbourne, like it wasn't really, a, you know, so he was just kind of like, Ooh, there's a black bitch here. Yay. Black American bitch. What's up? You know? But whatever, we'll get to that later. But so, yeah, we did our practices with each other and it was super good. Like, it was just like, it felt really good, you know? And like, there were these parts where like, he felt like the energy, like I would put my hand on him and he would like kind of convulse and like jolt his body a little bit. And he was just like, whoa, you know, like, because in Tantra, like there was a, there's a lot of energy work happening. So like you, and I did see this a lot with men more so than women. And I don't know what it has, I don't know if it has to do with just women being, just like we're hella emotional right in in a sense like women are more free to express themselves emotionally um 
tell people how we feel, you know, cry, you know, there's no judgment. But for men, it's like, there's that toxic masculinity that's like out there that's like tells them like, no, you're a bitch, you're a pussy if you fucking, you know, cry, if you, you know, tell people that you're hurting or you're sad, you know. So a lot of the men felt that energy and they were releasing it and they were convulsing and like having these like body spasms. And so, yeah, it was like really like totally when you're there in the moment, it was like such a fucking like experience, yo. Like and like that weekend, it included like you know, food, they had a full spread of delicious fucking, like, plant-based food, you know, obviously, because hippie, um, no meat, <laughs> but the fucking food was good, like, you know what, honestly, I'm not about, like, give me good food, you know what I'm saying, like, if it's good, I'm gonna eat it, if it's shitty, like, I don't care if it's meat or fucking a tree, I'm, I'm not gonna be happy, but if you give me a plate of vegetables and it's fucking seasoned down, like, when we were in, um, Arizona recently, like, I had the best fucking cauliflower, like, this, like, dish with cauliflower. It was so fucking delicious. And it was just veg. It was just fucking cauliflower. So, like, that, I will eat that every fucking day if you have it seasoned and delicious like that, you know? I don't need meat, you know? So, shout out to you vegans and plant-based people out there. I'm trying. It's hard. But I'm trying. Um, I have plant-based days. I try. But, you know, your girl likes food and meat. But, yeah, so... Basically, we had that, you know, it was great. You know, I met the, that guy. And yeah, after that, me and him kind of decided that we were going to be this, we were going to be each other's like tantric partners through this experience. Um, totally like not like, hey, you're hot, let's do it type shit. But just on some like, hey, you're cool. We had a really good, we, we were like, we saw each other to like, 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 you know, that whole, like, I see you, I see you, you know, like we had that, like, okay, you know, like we're both here to learn. We're both here to experience this. Like, let's be each other's tantric partners. So like what we practiced, we would practice like on each other, like outside of the workshops, you know? And yeah, it was good. It was really good. You know, like, um, it was like, so yeah, let me just go ahead and get into this. So in, in it, this wasn't this specific workshop, right? So, like, basically, this workshop was all PG. Like, again, no sex, not even about that life, right? But uh, we did, the women did, there was a part of the workshop where the women kind of stepped away from the men, and then the women got a, t got a lesson on how to give a lingam massage, right? So let me explain this a little bit more. So there's yoni and there's lingam. Yoni is this is the t yogi word for pussy or vagina, right? It's called a yoni, Y-O-N-I. And then lingam, that is the yogi word for penis or dick or cock, whatever you want, you know, whatever, baby leg, all that shit. So, and that's, it's L-I-N-G-H-A-M, okay? So basically what we were learning was a pussy massage and a dick massage or a penis massage, you know? And so obviously, I mean, I, and you know what? They were super open. They were like, by the way, if you're, you know, if you are date the, date the same sex, you're free and welcome to, you know, go to wherever, you know, it was basically like off of what partner you desire. You know what I'm saying? So if a lesbian was in there, she's like, I don't need to fucking learn no penis massage, no lingam massage. She's like, I'm gonna go over there and learn what the, what the men are learning. You know, I'm gonna go learn how to do a yoni massage. You know, that's, that was what's up. It was, like, it, was it was super open that way, you know? So, yeah, so so what is a fucking yoni massage and a lingam massage, right? First of all, they're life. It's life upon life. It's fucking amazing. 
and it is it is what it it is what it it is like it's basically you massaging your partner's shit you know you're massaging um for women like you basically would prop yourself up like you would have the man kind of like the man was like giving birth like you know how women get like women that we go to the gynecologist you have to like put your legs up in that stirrup shit you know like basically the man would be like that and the girl would like get underneath have the guy's legs on top of her thighs and you would have the man's lingam in your hand and you would just like massage it. and then there was like they would taught us all sorts of like moves you can do to like massage the lingam um I do this all the time with my partner he fucking lives for it um but it's great it's amazing and it's basically like a super super like what's the word it's just really like I mean, it's basically you're, you're using your hands, you know, like you're, it's all your hands. And, you know, if you want to call it a hand job, you can, but it's more than that. Like, you know, you're, it's a, it's about just using like all of your, like your, I, my, I use my elbows, my fucking forearm, you know what I'm saying? I touch every part of his body, not just his lingam, you know? So it's just this full bodied like massage, but like focusing on the lingam, you know? And so basically though, one important thing that she always taught us was that you don't, you don't follow a lingam massage up with sex. Like it's a separate entity. Like you have to think of it as it's separate. It's its own. It's like we, we learned a lot of about like, like whether you are a, like whether you like to receive or like to, or if you're a pleaser. Right. So if you were a receiver, like if you, like if you enjoyed receiving love or, you know, touch, um, or if you're more of a pleaser, like if you like to please more, if that gives you more of a thrill, what have you, you know, um, I am definitely a pleaser. I enjoy that. I like seeing my partner enjoy what I give them, right? With what I'm touching and what I like to see their reactions to what I'm doing, right? But there are some people that are receivers. They just like to get lay there and <laughs> receive what their partner is giving them, you know. But it's one of those things where it's super important to like, like separate it right so like doing a lingam massage or a yoni massage is a gift that you're giving that person right and it's not necessarily foreplay right it's more of a like you are giving them a gift and you're saying like i and you're like basking in their res like you're re- like the residents like you're just staring at them in awe and you're kind of almost like worshiping their um their shit like their pussy or yoni or their lingam you know and it's great, you know. For me, I love yoni massages. They're great. You know, my partner does them on my, on me. And it's the same thing, you know. It's basically, it's a, you know, a massage, you know. And this, you know, we would learn how and how to, you know, the men learned it. But we learned it too, you know. Um, learned, like, where to touch and, like, what energy, you know, what areas. And just, it's just a full-on, like, the, it was amazing. Like, we learned this practice. And it's, like, it's a way to also bring you and your partner together and yeah, it's just the fact, and the fact that you don't necessarily follow it up with sex, it's like, it's huge, you know, because you're, you're also putting a difference between intercourse and then the massages, you know, like in lingam, you know, so, um, yeah, it was really interesting. So basically this guy, like when I first, you know, got into Tantra, he at, like, there was another workshop that he was like trying to do. He was like, yeah, I really want to do that, you know, yogi massage, uh, yoni massage, sorry, not yogi, yoni massage 
workshop. And, you know, basically with that is like, you have to have a partner like that must, that workshop was more invasive. Like you would have, you'd be there and like, you know, you'd be doing the practices in the room with other people, you know, and your girl. And the thing is about one thing I will say is this tantra stuff ain't cheap. Okay. This shit ain't cheap. I think the workshop that I did, the three day workshop, um, was like, it was around like 450 to like 600 Australian dollars when I went. So I think this Yoni massage was like the same or if not more at the time, I think it was a little bit more. Cause I was like telling him, I'm like, I can't afford to do this workshop with you. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> like, but I told him like, I'm willing, I'm like, whatever you learn though, you can bring it home to me. You know, I basically said it that way. I was like, listen, I don't, I don't got the money for this unless you about to pay, but you can just take them skills and then come over and you can, you know, practice them on me, you know? So that's what we did, you know? And so that was like kind of my introduction to like lingam massages and yoni massages. So um, if you guys are like, this sounds like crazy, but like you're super interested, like definitely, definitely. Like, again, I did not, I'm like, I only did a year of studying this and it's so like much that like, I don't feel adequate enough to like, I feel like I just learned, like I got just the bare, I was on the cusp of it, you know? I was on the cusp of the dick of this learning this world, you know, this Tantra stuff, you know? And so like, don't come at me and be like, Kim, teach me. Like, cause girl, I don't, I can't, like, I don't have the capabilities to teach you it properly. You know what I'm saying? I can maybe, I've, listen, when I got back from Australia, my friends were like, bitch, show me how this lingam massage works so I could bring it home to my man's. Like, and I, you know, jokingly like taught him a little things, but like, honestly, like I'm not like, you know, I don't have the, and I, I would just think that's appropriation and stuff. Like, I'm not equipped to, like, teach this to people. You know, yeah, I wanted to learn a lot more, so I could possibly in the future. But it's something that moving back home to Chicago, I did reach out to the tantric community here. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's so fucking weird. Like, the tantric community in, Mel in Melbourne was, like, so much better. Like, like and it's just, they were just, like... Like, I'm super open. You know, I've been, I've been to sex parties. I've, you know, I'll tell you about that later. I've, I've been to, like, bondage parties and things like that. And it's, like, yeah, I went to these, like, tantric meetups here in Chicago. And I was, like, these people are fucking weird. Like, I was, like, no, I don't feel it. You know, like, I had to feel it. You know, I had to feel right. The only reason I've continued on with Tantra and studying it when it was in Australia is because the community I connected with, like, it was so amazing. And Emma was dope as fuck. Like, I really connected with that bitch. So, like, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. You have to get with the right people for this because it's, like, otherwise you're not going to want to be that open and, like, that vulnerable, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, yeah, this is a good transition because, so, basically, my experience was great. I, I still practice when I can. Again, it's a, it's a state of mind. It's a state of being. It's a lot of breath work, um, meditation, yoga, which, you know, all that shit. I love sex, you know, all that. But you got to like, it's work. Like you got to, you got to like get out of the fucking matrix. You got to get off your fucking phone. You got to get out of the computer. You got to step away, it's t you know? And the thing is, Tantra, like that was something that you were supposed to like Tantra. They, and it wasn't necessarily something you had to do with a partner. It was a practice you can practice by yourself. Like, for years, I just did it by myself. Like, I would just do the practices alone, you know? And that's really, honestly, the way of learning this and being serious about it. You have to do it first by yourself, you know? I mean, obviously, you and your partner can do this together, but it's just one of those things where 
you know, for example, if you're a woman that never has masturbated in their life and you're trying to do tantra with your partner, it's like mm, you, you might want to like tap into it by yourself first because it's a lot of like self-love and it's a lot of vulnerability and it's a lot of like knowing your fucking body, knowing your body, knowing what it's doing for you, you know? And um, yeah, it's something that I definitely don't recommend to do unless you're really serious about it. Um, but yeah, it is what it is, you know, but yeah. So basically I want to speak now a little bit more into the stuff that I was watching on Netflix. Um, but before we do that, let's take just a quick break. We'll be right back. (laughs) Brought to you by the Rick dog network. So I was talking about, you know, tantric sex and pussy massages and all that shit. So let's talk about this documentary called Unwell, and it's on Netflix right now. It was very fascinating watching that. Um, really interesting to watch it because, especially with me having experience with Tantra myself, um, there was a lot of like there wasn't all just like positivity when it came to like this this um, documentary about Tantra. There was some negatives as well um, that I I did not experience. So I do know that there are people out there that are appropriating this culture and they're using it for for their ill will. Like they're not they're not practicing this in the best um, with the best intentions. You know, they're like some men even like there's fucking men out there that have learned this and they're using this against women to like you know they just like sleep around with women. And they know this. They there's they know that women are gonna fucking like live for fucking yoni massages. I mean, I know you girls out there heard yoni massage and was like, sign me the fuck up, right? Like literally, you just lay there and have a man just like massage your pussy with fucking oils and like make you come. Like what? Yeah, lit, right? Well, men know that and they prey on these women and they these men out there that are fucking like, like yeah, if you want to give you know if you want to fucking have this bitch, you know, like. Like, if you want to be that, that nigga, like, you want to be that man, in the, you know, do Tantra on them, you know, do these things. They're going to fucking, like, never leave you alone. They're going to want you forever. Like, that type of shit, you know? So it's like, that, and that's not necessarily, that's not the way to go about this. You know what I'm saying? Like, this practice is supposed to be where it's a, pra- it's a practical practice for living in a conscious state, in a spiritual way, is to be connected with, with people in the world and not try to manipulate them, you know? It's fucked up if people that are doing this. But again, on Unwell, there were these people. There's lots of, like, different, like, um, what do you want to call it? Like, tantric communities all around the world, right? There are many of them. There's not just one. And, like, this one in particular was in, it was called Agama. And it was in Thailand, but, which really hurt my soul because that's my homeland that's my it's my mama's homeland you know that's that's a, thailand is a huge part of me you know so i heard that and i was like god damn it the fuck you know what have you white people done you know like what the fuck is going on um so yeah so basically they were saying that like there was like the dangers in tantra and like how there was this one man the, the leader in that in that specific community was like abusing women and people and abusing like and raping them and things like that, which I thought was fucking awful. Like basically saying like in order to become enlightened, like you have to sleep with me, you have to do these practices with me and they weren't consensual, you know? And so there were, you know, there's these people that, you know, you know, testimonials on the, on the documentary and on well, 
that were saying like, yeah, like he totally like, you know, this wasn't, you know, he totally pushed himself on me and I felt it like, you know, and then basically they feel like they have to do it. You know, these women feel obligated to, they go to these communities, right? They give up kind of like, you know, you kind of like give up your soul and your lifestyle. Like you just move there. And like a lot of them just kind of like, you know, they become immersed into this, right? It's like a, a cult-like, you know, they do, they do call, like some of these can be very cult-like, you know? Um, another documentary that we can, or not, mm, yeah, documentary, but it's a, another one that's on Netflix is called Wild Wild Country. And that one is wild as well. So <laughs> funny because um, Osho, if you guys have not heard of him, Osho is this guru, right? He's one of the really popular ones, his Book of Secrets by Osho. And a lot of his work is super spiritual. And it just talks a lot about, you know, these, you know, basically living in a conscious state, super, you know, enlightenment and wild, wild country is wild. Basically, this was basically like the same type of deal. It's, it, was a, it was a cult that was started in the 80s. And Osho ran this cult, basically took him and his like followers to this desert in the middle of nowhere in Oregon and fucking started this whole like hippy dippy community. And I mean, when I tell you hippy, super hippy, like motherfuckers were like fucking each other and like, you know, just, it was just like, you know, living off the land and creating their own jobs. Like, but it got so crazy that like, it got so wild that like, I mean, they even had like their own fucking airport there and shit. Like he had like Rolls Royces and shit, like driving in place. Like it made me kind of like daunt. It was very jarring and very like, it was sad. Cause I'm like, I read his books and I'm like, Oh my God, I love his practices. And I love his, you know, his books, but it's like watching that documentary, you're like, holy shit, this man, this motherfucker was a cult leader. You know, these people like would move there, drop their whole lives, become immersed into this lifestyle and then just like worship this man, you know? So it reminded me like, the, like the Tantra, the unwell kind of like tied into that, like kind of like with the whole girl, like was like, yeah, I, I moved to, you know, I moved to Thailand and like went to this like Tantra community and like, you know, I felt like he, you know, he raped me, he pushed himself on me. I felt like I needed to have sex with him in order to be enlightened, in order to fucking, you know, practice Tantra, which is like so fucked up. And that's not how this thing goes. It's so that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people, the Western world has taken this. They have appropriated the culture. It's they call it like a new age tantra. It's like a mix of like Hatha Yoga, um, like Karma Sutra, which I'm sure you've heard of, you know, and that's just like it's supposed to be this like wellness you know, and expanding consciousness, but like people are kind of like twisting it and making it this to this like sex cult. And that's not what it is. Right. Um, but then again, it's like people have kind of like, you know, like the whole yoga thing, like, you know, like yoga was taken and appropriated, you know, as well, you know, like yoga used to be strictly, it, it was a Indian, it was from India and it was a practice that, you know, Indian people did. And, and a lot of it was to a long, like I actually did take a, that reminds me, I did take a workshop with this guru in Malaysia when I went there, this um, older Indian woman did, I forgot her fucking name, but she was like so amazing. And I recorded our practice too, but she basically showed me all these practices that I can do. Um, and a lot of them were kind of, they were yoga, yoga practices as well. And there, there were some like eye ones too, like, like how to like, Cause you know, with our eyes, like our eyes are super important and like, we're always staring at a screen now, like we're staring at a computer or our phone. So it's like 
our eyes need to be exercised as well. And she taught me that too. And she basically said, she's like, if you do these practices, you know, a few, you know, a few times a week, you know, every day, you know, you know, whatever, keep a daily practice or a weekly practice of this, you can elongate your life. You know, like there's, there was this one guy that was like over a hundred years old and he was like up and popping. Like the dude was fucking like just moving around like he was in his fucking fifties and shit. I was like, damn, you know? So there is positives to like living in this way, you know? Um, but it's one of those things where it like the Westerners, like, you know, you see a bunch of it, you know, these white yoga instructors, these white girls, like, oh my God, you know, like, buy my yogi pants, buy my yoga pants, buy my yoga wear. And then let's like do yoga. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how I feel about it. It's just like, you know, we got to pay homage to where, where it came from and try not to exploit it so much. It's like, come on, you know, like I, it's okay to like appreciate the culture and appreciate the practices, but you know, I see these, like, it just kind of, it just kind of irritates me when I see these, like, these white girls, these blonde white girls that are wearing their Lululemon and fucking making money off of, you know, like, yoga like that. I'd be like, oh, it just kind of aggravates me. But whatever. That's my opinion on it. But, again, I I love yoga. You know, I love it. I practice it all the time. Um, and it is a huge, like, it's amazing. You know, I... My partner does it with me and it's like, it's something that will just, it's, it's all about, you know, ex- keeping your flow, your body moving, you know, f- keep the circulation going, you know, so call it hippie shit, call it pussy shit, whatever, but it's fucking amazing. And it keeps you fit. You know, it, it keeps you, it's a very like, um, it's about, it's like toning, it like tones your body, you know, um, it's great. So yeah, I don't know how I went in this yoga tangent, whatever. Um, I was talking about Unwell and the the documentary on Unwell. So yeah, that was like, if you guys don't definitely check it out on on Netflix, um, so you can kind of like you know see what I was talking about. Uh, yo, I was like when they were talking about like, you know the fucking like how you get to drink the woman's cum and you become like a god. I was like, what? That shit fucking like blew me away. I was like, this is not what I learned. Um, cause if you told me this shit, I would have been like, yo, I'm out of here. Like, this is some weird shit, you know? Um, uh, but no, but this is totally like a thing. Um, and there's other, there's like intimacy coaches and tantric coaches and things like that. Um, there's also this, like in the documentary of Unwell, Michaela Bohm, Bohm, um, she's an intimacy ch- coach, but she's like a famous celebrity. Like she does this for celebs. Like Will Smith has like vouched for her and, you know, other celebrities as well. Um, I think Sting also like was practicing with her. So, and they show a little bit of it in the documentary basically. And she, she is like, you can kind of tell like the first woman there in the, in the documentary, there's the first woman, the blonde woman with the short hair kind of didn't like her vibes. Like I was like watching it and I was like, "Mm, don't trust this bitch. But the other girl, Michaela, like that right there, like everything that she was saying in the documentary, I felt those vibes and I, I, I can like, you know, I, I, I felt that like, I definitely could relate to the the things that she was, I trusted her more than I trusted the other bitch. I'm sorry that I just did like, she had like the other, like, I I don't remember her fucking name. It was in the beginning of the, of the documentary, but she just had this kind of like arrogance about Tantra. And it's like, it's not about that. Like the other woman, like she was just like, yo, she's like, this is about being one with your partner. You know, it's about being open with your partner, communicative you know, communicating and seeing them on another level, you know, um, the, especially with the transfiguration, which is like the staring into the other person's eyes. 
when I tell you, oh God, that shit is just like on another level. Like if you're just, you basically sit, you know, sit in front of your partner and you just stare and get lost in the person's eyes. And when I would do this, like I would just well up with tears. Like it, it just brings up so many different emotions. And it's like doing that, like doing that with your partner, being open and vulnerable and honest with your partner and loving them for who they are. Like, where's the negativity in that? You know what I mean? There's not one, you know, it's just, so it's just my advice to people out there is do your research on Tantra. Don't listen to the, to the, you know, documentary full on and wild, wild country. If you do watch that shit, please don't think that's how it all is because it's not, that shit was wild. I definitely think you should watch it, but just keep in mind that was one experience. That was a cult. Like that literally legit was a cult. And I can't believe it was Osho that like started this because it's so disappointing because Osho is like life if you've read his books. But um very, very, you know, it's yeah. Anyways, um do your research, you know, and find a community that fits you. You know what I mean? Like I when I went into Australia, I found the community. I really related with the people there. I was able to be vulnerable, was able to be open was able to be in tune and like show resonance to people like and experience like receiving love, giving love, you know, it was just amazing, you know, and I'm still trying to find a good community. You know, honestly, there's communities in like New York city um, and like California, obviously hippie dippy central, you know, Chicago just ain't where it's at when it came, when it comes to Tantra, honestly. Um, I just did not find one that I really fucked with here. Um, there was a community here. I've done a couple of tantric workshops that they like, there's a traveling one that comes from New York city that comes here and they do like these tantric, like single, like date speed dating kind of workshops. I did those. I did a couple of those. Um, when I came, when I was, you know, in Chicago, they were cute. You know, I'll give you that. It was cute. You know, it was a cute way to meet people. I didn't connect with anybody. You know, I didn't, it was just something that I just didn't, you know, I went there though with an open mind and I just kind of wanted to see what they were about. I, I, I liked them. It's just tough because they were in New York City. But I will tell you this. This right here, this tantric shit, people are making money off of it. Like, when I tell you it ain't cheap, it ain't cheap, you know? Um, like, these workshops are money. You got to pay out the ass to have these people come in and do these practices with you. Like I said, I fucking, you know, dropped $600 Australian when I was out, Australian when I was out there in Australia, you know, doing these workshops. It's so, it's, it's, there's money, you know, in this stuff. So like, but you know, it's because it's such a smaller niche, like, you know, market in that sense. Um, you know, it's not like you can find like a bunch of these tantric coaches everywhere. And also you're not going to connect with a lot of them. You know, the one here in Chicago, I didn't connect with her. She was, she also had this like, kind of like mean a, a great aggressiveness about her and I was like bitch relax like this is Tantra like you're supposed to be like enlightened and like you know like what the fuck why are you so aggressive you know um like Emma Power I just fucking connected with that girl so I just like loved her so that's why I stick stuck with that but still do your research um definitely that was my experience with that <laughs> so I loved it I still practice Tantra to this day um and again, if you want to research it, you got to do your homework, though. It's, this is something that, you know, you can't just, like, look up and, it, you know, it's just, oh, let me just go watch this documentary and give me, like, do your own research, you know. There are people out there that are doing good work with this, you know. And and 
like, you know, with when it comes to like Tantra, like especially with people that like have never had orgasms, I have, you know, trauma. You know, one thing that I did learn with the Yoni massages was that it helped to release trauma on your cervix. Like some women, like they did say that in the Tantra community that like women hold a lot of trauma, um, trauma from anything. It could be, you know, a boyfriend, breakup or it could be rape or it could be incest, whatever. Just you hold your trauma in your cervix. And so during sex, like some women would experience a lot of pain during sex because that trauma is held there. So with yoni massages, it's supposed to help to um, open yourself up and like relieve that trauma and like relieve your the trauma from your cervix. So um, yeah, it's great. I mean, I it's some hippie shit, but if you guys do want to learn more about it, um, I don't know. If you guys want to learn more, if you want to learn more about my experiences and want to ask me questions, you know, again, I'm an open book. Email me, um, reach out to me on social media, and I'll answer your questions to the best of my abilities. Or I can kind of like kind of put you in the right places of people that I trust that I've experienced in this tantric, you know, community um, so far, you know, because I mean, I've done some traveling and I've um, done some workshops here and there all around the world. So like I can kind of give you my experience on that. But again, that was just a little tidbit about that. Um, yeah, tantric sex, tantra. Um, give it a try. Slice. <laughs> All right. With that being said, uh, I think we're going to take a, just a quick little break before we transition to the next topic. And we'll be right back. We'll be right back. So it's time for our meditate, masturbate, and medicate segment. So this week, I wanted to focus on Medicaid. Um, Medicaid, Medicaid, Medicaid. Yes. So I wanted to talk a little bit about CBD. CBD. Um, so CBD is, um, so basically, what is CBD, right? So CBD is a non-psychoactive compound that's found in the cannabis plant. Now, what that, what that means is that it's a, it's a different part of the hemp. So there's the hemp plant, right? So there's THC that's extracted. So that's where you get high from. And so the cannabinoids, um, from CBD, they're supposed to be more on a relax, like they're supposed to relax you more. And also there's a lot of like, um, health benefits to CBD. Um, so basically, um, I'm getting my information from purecbdexchange.com. But they gave a really nice um, rundown of C the differences between CBD and marijuana. Uh, so the cannabis plant has two primary species, hemp and marijuana. And marijuana has got the THC in it. And that's that THC is the psychoactive compound that gets you high. And then the hemp, on the other hand, contains a significantly, significantly lower amount of the THC. Um, and it's like literally like the legal version, like basically if your state is not legal for THC yet, like CBD, that's why CBD is accepted in pretty much everywhere and nationwide. Um, but THC is not, um, but yeah, the, but it's got basically like all these like health benefits, right. To it. And, you know, people have used it for their anxiety. They've used it for pain. Um, women, I know some use it for like their, um, period pains, um, there's all sorts of ways you can, you know, take t CBD as well, just like THC. Um, there's tinctures, there's smoking, you can vape it. There's lotions and salves and creams. Um, and honestly, the same thing, there's dosages of CBD as well. Um, so like, honestly, like, you know, 
just like with THC, like, you know, there's different, like, you can take, like, you know, 10 milligrams, 100 milligrams, all that shit. Um, just be careful because CBD is the same. But the only thing is CBD, for me, I kind of have a low tolerance. Like, see, like when I do THC, that shit will knock me on my fucking ass. You know, like if I take any more than like 10, 20, if I take like more than 10 or like even t- like 20, whoo, your girl is going to be like flying. Like it's, it, and it gives you that feeling for me, THC, like when it's that strong, it gives me this feeling of like, I'm not in control. Right. And sometimes that doesn't feel good. Whereas CBD just relaxes me. And honestly, it just like relaxes the fuck out of me. And it just makes me like, pretty much it helps me sleep. So basically I buy these capsules, um, and they help me sleep so well. Um, and it's CBD. It's definitely CBD and it's no THC. And when I take them, I don't feel that, that anxiety that THC gives you. It, it's just purely that relaxation. And it so calmly relaxes me and lets me go to sleep. And I don't feel that, that kind of that hungover feeling in the morning that THC, some, some, th- some THC gives me. It depends on what I take. Um, it depends. Like I've taken some THC where I, I'm good in the morning. But sometimes, like, I've noticed that if I take some different types, so that's why I play with different brands, too, with, like, what they put in their, like, and how they extract their THC. Um, I'll get, like, this kind of, like, this, like, high hangover where I get these, like, headaches and I get very groggy and just very lazy, almost like you're still kind of high. You're, like, kind of, like, just, like, dragging your feet. And I don't really like that. Like, especially if I, like, got to go to work or something like that, like, I need to feel, like, energized, you know? So when I take these CBD capsules, I am, like, I go to sleep like a baby and then I wake up in the morning super refreshed. Love it, love it, love it so much. Um, also, you know, be careful because it's like, I know you're like, oh, well, if you want to sleep, then just take melatonin. No, melatonin, your body can become, um, you know, you like you like basically your body can become, you know, addicted to that in a sense. Like you, you're going to need that every night to sleep. You don't want anything that's going to make you, you know, have those quali- those like those addictive qualities. Like, you're going to, where you're going to need that in order to sleep. Like your body needs to just be able to detox that stuff. Like I don't, I don't like melatonin. I don't like mostly melatonin. I don't like sleeping pills, like fucking pharmaceutical sleeping pills. Oh, stay the fuck away from those. Cause that shit has so much other crap in there. That's going to make you addicted to it and then make your body just like really like, you know, need it all the time and even to sleep. So then like basically you're fucked if you're just trying to sleep and you can't, you won't be able to go to sleep without it, which is not good. And then also, um, but the other things though, I'm all about that natural life. You know what I'm saying? CBD is natural. It's a natural, it's from the fucking cannabis plant. You know, it doesn't have all those fucking chemicals in it, you know, um, where I feel like, you know, sleeping pills and melatonin, like, I don't know. I don't really trust that. Another thing though, that you can use that helps you sleep is passion flower. So that is a natural, it's an all natural, um, as plant as well. It's passion flower. You can take it like there's. There's teas out there that you can take it. I've seen that there's also um, capsules you can take as well, gummies, all sorts of forms that you can take this. But and then so there's passion flower. And then if that doesn't work for you, like if you're like, Kim, I did passion flower. It's just not strong enough. If you need something else that's natural and you don't want to go to the CBD, CBD range, because honestly, CBD is kind of expensive. I'm not going to lie to you. It is not cheap. CBD can be quite expensive. Um, so if you want something cheaper that will help you sleep, I recommend passion flower, but then I also recommend valerian root. That shit will not, it's like passion flower times a thousand. 
So that shit will knock you the fuck out. It's called valerian root. You basically can still take this and then you can still, you know, go to sleep without it, whatever. It won't become like where your body's like addicted to it and you need it all the time. Um, so those are the forms that I like to take. If you if you really need help with sleep, you know, obviously a lot of us, you know, go on our phones before we go to bed and all those like fucking, you know, the, the lights from our phones, like, you know, doesn't help with our functions to fucking let us sleep. So keeps us awake, right? If you're watching TV before bed, if you're on your phone before you go to sleep, it's not going to help you go to sleep. So definitely, definitely, definitely look into CBD if you want to, you know, CBD. Honestly, CBD helps with relaxation, anxiety, again, like period pains, things like that. Um, lots and lots of stuff, um, headaches, all that fun stuff. But I use it in particular to sleep. Um, so that's CBD. And then if you don't want to go that route, because CBD can be quite expensive, um, you can also go the route of, um, passion flower, which you can get pretty much anywhere. Um, I was at Tony's earlier and I saw there was tea with passion flower and valerian root too. So you can get valerian root or passion flower. Those are all natural ways to help you sleep as well. It helps you relax and sleep. And that is all natural. You can get teas, tinctures, all sorts of fun, capsules, any of that stuff. Um, so yeah, so that's some tidbits on those. I don't recommend melatonin and I don't recommend sleeping pills. Don't make your body become, you know, addicted to those things again. I mean, but I'm just one bitch. I'm not a doctor. I mean, I'm not like fucking holistic, you know, coach or anything, but it's just my experience with it. Um, so give it a try. Let me know what you think. If you have other suggestions too, if you guys have other forms of, you know, other, I don't know, other natural remedies that you do that help you sleep or other CBD companies or, you know, shout out to them, their sales, things like that. Just let, let me know. I can put that in the show notes or I can put that in the next podcast to help people, you know, cause CBD can be quite expensive. So I can give out that, um, yeah, give out some little tips. So there's that. So let's go ahead and move right on along. We're going to go to the quote of the day. And the quote of the day is going to be by Osho. <laughs> because it's so good, guys. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, watch Wild Wild Country. But you can't knock these man's books. They're fucking amazing. Like, there's, you know, the Book of Secrets. And then there's, you know, Freedom and Aloneness. Like, there's like a ton of books that he has. But this quote is from that. Um, it's amazing, but, um, definitely watch that documentary cause that's fucking crazy. Um, so the quote of the day is love is the flight of your consciousness to higher realms beyond matter and beyond body. Love is a spiritual experience, nothing to do with sexes and nothing to do with bodies, but something to do with the innermost being. And that is by Osho. Ah, good stuff. So yeah, uh, that's it this week, guys. Uh, just something a little, you know, a little tidbit for you guys. Just, uh, wanted to give you guys my experience with Tantra and Tantric sex. Um, I know people have been very, very curious about this episode with that. So I wanted to give people my insight on that. Um, yeah, and check out those documentaries, Unwell and Wild Wild Country. Um, definitely good, you know, it's really interesting, Those both those documentaries. Um, and yeah, I thank you so much for everything, guys. Thank you for, um, listening. Thank you for hitting me up on, you know, all the socials, whatever have you. I just, you know, looked at my analytics. Your girls got listeners in like Russia and fucking Australia, obviously, but uh, cause I got friends out there, uh, Italy. I got, what else? There was like fucking Kenya. I was like, okay, 
shout out to y'all. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how the fuck y'all found my podcast, but shout out to y'all. Um, I appreciate, I appreciate your listening. Um, again, please rate, subscribe, comment, leave me love um, on all the subscribing, or all the podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. I just found out that I'm on Overcast, which that's something I didn't even know existed, but there you go. I'm on Overcast too. Um, we have our YouTube channel as well, Kimboology Podcasts. Um, Instagram, Kimboology Podcast. We have, I have a TikTok at Kimboology. Your girl's starting to like TikTok a little more. Um, so yeah, it's fun. It's something I'm still trying to learn. Um, mostly it's going to be Georgie cause Georgie's adorable and everyone loves to watch cat videos, but no, I'm trying to like learn more about that stuff, but honestly, it's just fun. I mean, it's just little stupid, little like fun comedy videos or whatever. Nothing serious, which I appreciate. A little light humor. Um, yeah, you can email me, Podcast at gmail.com. Twitter. Um, I need to get more on Twitter. Like, that's something that I, I'm on a platform that I really fucks with. I go on there here and there, but, like, some people, like, are on the Twitter. Like, I know Black Twitter is, like, popping. I go on there and I be, you know, reading the comments and stuff from here to there. But it's a very, like, I still don't tweet as much, but I'm trying it's a lot, guys. This is so much. This is so much. There's just too many things to do and not enough time. And I've been drinking my tea, my green tea, with a little bit of THC honey in it. Shout out to the THC honey that I got in Colorado. Um, so your girl's high boots right now. It's delish. Um, yeah. Thank you again. Um, and yeah, I will see you guys next week. Bye. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. <laughs> well, shoot the damn dog.